mistakes You have new mercies for me every day Your love never fails You stay the same through the ages Your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when the oceans rage You don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails Water and the water is deep I'm not alone here in these open seas Your love never fails It's has on the spot to I I never thought I'd reach the other side Your love never fails No, no You stay the same through the ages Your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails Oh no, your love never fails It never fails me I know, I know, I know Things work together for my good. You make, you make all things work together for my good. Cause you make all things work together for my good. Cause you make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid, because I know that you love me, your love never fails, your love never fails. For my good, you make 
All things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. Oh, yes, you do. Hallelujah, Lord. Your love never fails. It never gives up. never gives up and never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love higher than the mountains that I face stronger than the power of the grave trial and the shame this one thing remains oh your love your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love and on and
someone here that he is not disappointed in you even if you're disappointed in yourself or even if you feel like you've disappointed others and you may have but God says he's not disappointed in you and you've come to a safe place here in his presence Today, the enemy has just been beating me up with discouragement and self-doubt. And a lot of times when he does that, it means he's doing it to other people because you know he doesn't have very many tricks. And he uses the same tricks on, on God's people. So we've come to this safe place. And, and that last song, I was just like, God, I don't care how I'm feeling. I've come to worship you. And if you're that person that you feel like, man, I've just been a big disappointment. Know that your daddy God is looking down on you and he's saying, I am not disappointed in you. You're my son. You're my daughter. We can never disappoint our daddy. Amen? That is such a place of rest and a place of freedom that, hey, we can mess up. But he doesn't see our disappointments. He doesn't ever feel disappointed in us. Amen? That's a safe place for us to be. So just be encouraged tonight. I'm encouraged. Amen? 
I feel so much better. Hallelujah. Just be encouraged tonight that God loves you. And he is not disappointed in you. Amen. And you're in a safe place here in his presence. talked to Pastor Eric tonight before coming to church. You can sit down if you want to. And, um, you know, we've been praying for Pastor Ted. He's the other pastor that's with him in Africa that is uh, from Claremore, Oklahoma. And he got really sick on Monday night. And Eric was trying to give him some soup tonight, and he's still not holding anything down. So I know the enemy is trying to keep him from preaching, and it's an attestant intestinal virus and an attack of the enemy but through that virus but we need to pray for him and you know eric was just sharing with me tonight and i know he'll share some of this but since you're here on wednesday guess what you get a little glimpse you know they have been they've been in war they switched from a christian president to a muslim president And the last two years, they have been going in houses and killing Christians. Then they take their bodies and put them across the street from Pastor Dion's church in that field where they're having the crusade. Our brains really have a hard time grasping that. They didn't go in and kill everyone in the house. They would kill part of the family and leave part living. They were martyred for their faith of being a Christian. And guess what? Revival is taking place. So what the devil has meant for harm, God is turning it for his good and you know, I don't, I don't like it that whenever the church is persecuted, it, it flourishes. Because I really don't want that to, hap- to happen here in the United States. You know what I mean? But they, they baptized 1,000 people. 1,000 people today. And 700 other people had already been through a six-month program with Pastor Dion's church and then the next thousand had been baptized and they'll go through six months of discipleship 1700 people you guys let's give God some praise you know Eric said that he went over across the street and he reached down and he grabbed the soil and he just went to his knees weeping weeping for the people weeping for those that had been lost and you know God does some amazing things to deposit just a love for the people as he's getting ready to minister to them Friday and Saturday And the same ground, not necessarily where the bloodshed took place, but where the bodies were taken, thousands are going to come to Christ. Thousands are coming to Christ 
more than what's already there on on Friday and Saturday. It, it is. It, I mean, they're expecting forty thousand people. Pastor Eric is the main speaker, you guys. I mean, he is so honored. I mean, they made him this evangelist shirt. He got. They fitted him. They sized him, and they made him this evangelist shirt, you know, to wear for the closing ceremonies on Sunday. So he he is so honored. But be in intercession. I mean, we won't see you till Sunday. So it's important that you are interceding for what's taking place on Friday and Saturday. It's 3 to 7. So 3 to 7, take back 5 hours. <laughs> That's the time slot on for, for us on Friday and Saturday. That the service starts where he's preaching at at 3 o'clock. So it's around 3 to 7 p.m. So let's not forget what's taking place on Friday and Saturday. This is the culmination of what they, the, the church there, Yopagon Church there in, in Abidjan has been praying and seeking the Lord for. This is their annual CML conference. This is their, this is their crusade time. So, you know, it's... Uh, Somebody's phones are going off weather. Weather. So, uh, praise God. So, Father, we just thank you for the rain that's coming forth on our land right now. We bind any severe weather right now in the name of Jesus, any tornadic activity, any high winds in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we rejoice at the moisture that you're bringing to our land. We thank you, Father, for the, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain that's coming forth. We thank you that you're watering our, our land, not only with, with natural rain, God, but with spiritual rain, Father, that you are bringing forth a, upon our land. Lord. We thank you, Father, for what's taking place in Africa right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over Eric and Pastor Ted. We declare him healed and whole and able to minister tomorrow. Supernaturally, God, we're thanking that you raise him up, Father. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And Lord, I thank you that no tongue that's spoken against them from the evil one, from any witchcraft in the name of Jesus, shall stop anything that you want to do in this, in this country right now. We thank you for the lives that you're preparing even ahead of time now, Lord, that are going to come to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you, Father, for revival in Africa, in Abidjan. We thank you, Father, that nothing that the enemy has tried to do to destroy these families and their lives is going to is going to flourish because God you're raising this you're raising this country up God and they're going to they're taking a stand for you and they are they're walking their lives out to be dedicated to you Father in Jesus name and everyone said amen praise God all right well kids you can go ahead and be dismissed if you want to go ahead and prepare your tithes and offerings and come up here and and give that would be great amen praise god thank you father
is love calling This is love calling is good all the time all right well I'm excited about tonight David Porter is going to be ministering tonight let's give David a great big hand for for Jesus in him amen all right because you know what I found even on Sunday we don't got anything to say if it's not what God wants us to say all right, I'm going to turn it over to David. Amen. Thank you. I was going to say, uh, first off, I wanted to tell everybody here, uh, you know, we moved back, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, from Elk City. And, uh, you know, when we were uh, <coughs> looking for a church home, we... Uh, We've always made it a point to, you know, when we got new people coming to our church. So we went to the same church in Elk City for five years. And uh, every time new people come in, we kind of swarm to them and love them. And uh, we just wanted to tell everybody here thanks because, I mean, just the love that, that everybody here at the church gives is uh, it's amazing. So, And it's awesome to have an awesome praise and worship, too. We went without that for a year and a half or two years. And... You never really know how good you got it till you don't have it. So, uh, well, I just wanted to start off. I don't know how many, everybody's seen Facing the Giants or not, but I just felt the Lord laid it on my heart to uh, play this clip from it. So, whenever you're ready. I guess I'll talk a minute until he, he can get it working. If you get it working, just go with it. Uh, <clears throat> I was talking with some people before before we came in and uh i was telling them i kind of like to keep it short we uh, we've had a young adults group for probably four years we had one in elk city that we had uh, uh and a lot of them were young adults i mean anywhere from 18 to 26 there was also a 45 year old couple that was coming that were probably bigger kids than the 20 year olds <laughs> they, they moved to arkansas they were or missouri they were pretty awesome but uh after about 20 minutes, if you're preaching more than 20 minutes to a 20-year-old, they, you know, they start counting ceiling tiles, you know, skipping every other one, nodding off, and if you, uh, 
you know, you, you preach to them and then you ask them, you know, how, what did you think about that verse? They're usually, have you ever played like Bible trivia where uh, 45% of the answers are Jesus or Moses? <laughs> That's what they go with, so you know they didn't listen to anything you say past 20 minutes, so I'll try to keep it short and to the point. Uh, Okay, I'll just go on. Anyway, this video, uh, what I think it was trying to tell us, it's a coach pushing a player. He's blindfolded and he can't really see where he's going. Sound of no video. Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a lost Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. <laughs> 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. Get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Give your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. Keep coming. There you go. That's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it. Am I the 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You got to keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. So you keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. 
Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know I'm he's heavy. A bad strength. Then you negotiate with your buddy to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard for 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best. Your best. Don't stop. Keep going. Too hard. It's not too hard. You keep going. Come on, Brock. Give me more. Give me more. Keep going. 20 more steps. 20 more. Keep going, Brock. Give me your best. Don't quit. No. player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field in your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Huh? Can I count on you? Yes. What is it, Jeremy? I oh, want 160. video every time I see it you know it's uh that's what I picture God is doing to us you know we're feel like we've got all this weight of the world on our shoulders that you know we're, we're thinking we can do all we can and God's saying no you got more you can do more you can keep going you know don't stop don't give up <clears throat> even with all the weight and the pressure that's what's he that's what that's what God's for to put it on his shoulders he he's there cheering us on you know he doesn't want us to quit he's not sitting up there waiting to judge us you know, tell us we did. Tell us we're doing a bad job. He's he's cheering us on. You know, he's our biggest cheerleader. You know, and I've, has everybody seen that before? Nobody ever seen that. That's that's an awesome one. <clears throat> you know, he pushes us when we need it, 
And, you know, I think this should, this video should stir something inside everybody here. And, and the thing is, too, with the obstacles, it makes us stronger. When God, you know, we walk through things, and a lot of times it's things that we get ourselves in, uh, <clears throat> that God's with us. You know, his word says he'll never leave us or forsake us, but he's with us. And we, we get stronger for doing it. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy 31, 7 and 8. This is being the Amplified. I'll switch a couple times in the ESV. If you don't have an Amplify, I'm sure a lot of people don't. I'll just go ahead and read it. <clears throat> it says, And Moses called to Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong, courageous, and firm, for you shall go with his people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to possess it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but fear not, neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. I mean, that's, that's the kind of God that goes before us, you know. Uh, God's telling us the same thing. Be strong, courageous, and firm. You know, not wavering when... You know, the whole world is, you know, especially it's like we cut our TV off in December. You know, I get tired of all the junk that they put on that, you know, even the commercials these days. You know, back in the 50s, they would have had a heart attack. My grandparents would have. Uh, you know, there's commercials that I don't like my son seeing, you know. it's uh, It puts little thoughts in his head, you know, and five years old, I mean, he's, you know, kids are smart. They pick up, they pick up on all that stuff. <clears throat> so I think that's telling us to fear not the Lord is with you and he'll go before you. And then in Joshua 1.9, <clears throat> it says, Have I commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you are. So I say he said, be courageous, be very courageous. Vigorous means full of physical or mental strength or active force, carried out forcefully and energetically. And I always like when I'm reading scripture to go through and I like to know the meaning of every word. Even if it's a you know a word that I'm sure I know the meaning to, I'll look it up just to, to see what, what the actual meaning is. And then courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. You know, it says venture. It doesn't say to become complacent, to sit around waiting on things to happen. It's not only physically but it's mentally. He, he wants us to be physically prepared, you know, watching what we eat, things like that, you know, uh, <clears throat> and mentally prepared. Because so we can't, if you're not mentally stable, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. You've got to help yourself first before you can help anybody else. And uh, the thing, too, is if we step out and put our full trust in God, He's not going to let you down. <clears throat> He'll go before you. And a lot of us don't like to hear this, but there's, there's, there's going to be some changes. And the Bible says that it won't be easy. I don't think I've ever heard God say that the following him is easy. I mean, look at Paul's life, you know. <clears throat> it's going to be tough, but it's worth the cost. The end, the end result is well worth the price. I mean, look what, look what God gave. He gave us his son. I mean, how hard would that be? That's the ultimate sacrifice. 
something good that I heard when we were in Birmingham, which was a was an awesome experience, by the way. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he was talking about focusing on yourself, focusing on your own walk and your own relationship with God, so that you don't get jealous when God is using others in the church and causing them growth. Be happy when God is moving moving in others. <clears throat> so when you start, you know, somebody else is. Uh, I'll give an example. Me and uh, me and Shauna got married back in 2000, and uh, what was it? Three months after we got married, we moved to Tulsa and started going to Victory Christian Center with Billy Joe and Sharon, which were amazing. You know, out of thousands of people, they'd walk up, "Hey, David and Shauna, how are you doing?" You know, which to me, I, you know, I can barely remember ten people's names. <laughs> So to, to walk up and remember thousands of names, it was it was pretty amazing to see. But uh, that's when I got saved was October 18th, and this was a couple weeks before that. Uh, little background: I, I didn't grow up in church, but when me and Shauna met when we were 16, we started going to church, uh, a spirit-filled church. We never really went to a you know a denominational or a structured church, so we we never really knew that setup, but. Uh, you know, we've always believed in the gifts, the, you know, what the Bible teaches. <clears throat> and uh, so we've been going to Victory for, I don't know, six or seven months. And uh, Shauna, the Lord gave Shauna the gift of speaking in tongues. So, you know, I, I needed to be happy for her and support her, but I was, honestly, I was a little upset. You know, I was like, why didn't you, well, you know, I'm the man, God, why didn't you give that to me first? You know? <laughs> Not really a good attitude, I know, but it's truthful. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, she come home. She was all excited. She was raring to go. You know, and I was kind of, I was short with her, and uh, like I said, should have been more supportive. You know, and then God showed me and helped me to realize that I needed to be genuinely happy and supportive of the way God was moving in her life. That's what I'm saying. When somebody else is getting blessed, we need to support them. And not be jealous of them because it makes us bitter. Cotton mouth. <clears throat> I know it's not bad facing that way. Then <laughs> in First uh, Peter five and six and seven, uh, and this one's in the ESV, the English Standard Version. It says, "Humble yourselves, therefore." under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. <clears throat> and I really started picking up at the proper time. You know, and it was the way that He gave her tongues. It wasn't the proper time for me to have tongues. Uh, because when God gives you a gift, it's not to sit on it, it's to use. So if God gives you a gift and you're not ready for it, you know, you're going to be judged accordingly to how, do you, how you use that gift. So... That's something to remember. Be careful of what you ask for and be ready. God knows when the right time is. You know, it's his timing and not ours. Um, and then it, it starts talking about anxieties, which anybody in here ever had anxieties? Pretty much everybody here. And, you know, when we're ministering to the younger generations, that's one of the main things. A lot of them don't like going in public when there's a lot of crowded people. They, you know, they feel... And nobody, you know, it's like two people will be talking and they'll think, well, they're talking about me, you know. Uh, and that's the way my grandmother is. And uh, 
It's like they're, they're not even, they don't even know who you are. Well, they're, they're talking about me. You know, the, the, the good attitude is not to think they're talking, you know, just don't even, don't even, and if you've got a question about it, go up and say hi to them. You know, that's what the Bible says. If you have aught with your brothers, go and talk to them. It doesn't say go away and gossip. It says go talk to them. <clears throat> you know, and, and it's just like the video. We need to learn to put it on God's shoulders and embrace Embrace our lives when change happens. Don't try to fight change when you're praying for it. And if there's one thing that I've learned growing up, it's that change is inevitable. It's There's nothing you can do to avoid it. Uh, especially in my job, my church, it, it's amazing. When we were in Elk City, we were going to a structured church, and it's amazing to see uh, changes going on there. And then, you know, you've had some people been in the church 30 or 40 or 50 years in the same church, and you try to bring change in there you know it's like it ain't gonna happen you know <laughs> uh, and then in my family you know I don't want my kids to grow up but just because you know I feel that I don't want them to grow up and move out of the house and leave us all alone uh, <laughs> we love our we love our kids but it's gonna happen anyway regardless <clears throat> uh, when change happens sometimes it hurts or doesn't feel right that's why we don't rely on our emotions. And again, with the younger generation, it's such an emotional thing. You know, I feel this. And in some of the northern states, the textbooks are teaching mathematical expressions. Uh, one of the kids brought home a paper that had 2 plus 2 equals 4, and it was checked wrong. And so the, the parent went to the, the teacher and said, "Why? what's wrong? 2 plus 2 is 4. She said, yeah, that's true. But the purpose of the exercise <clears throat> is to get him to... To put on paper what he felt at the time, not 2 plus 2 equals 4. <clears throat> so I was being taught from a young age that, to be totally emotional. And we always tell our young adults to uh, not to rely on your emotions or your heart. You know, you always hear young girls say, uh, you know, well, listen to your heart. Don't listen to your heart. Your emotions and your heart can lie to you. The only thing that doesn't lie and the only constant thing that has been the same and always will be is God. He's the only constant, never changing. And if you're wanting things to change in your life, and you're praying for it, and, or say you just want things to change in your life and nothing's happening, what are you doing to, to get the results that you want? Uh, it may be because you're waiting on God to move and you're not involved with it. You're just sitting back, you know, God bless me with a Bentley or put a million dollars in my account, you know, I'm still waiting on that check. What are you doing? It's like the hasn't rained in years and what did he do he went and tilled the field and got it ready god can't bless us unless we put the effort we've got to put the effort out there you know he can't bless nothing nothing from nothing is nothing and another thing with the with our couples is not letting them get isolated you know don't let yourself become isolated or stagnant uh, when we withdraw usually because of anxiety or somebody in the church or somewhere has offended us, which, by the way, is, is up to you whether you accept that offense or not. Most of the time, the other person doesn't even know what they've done. You know, you're carrying that baggage around, and they don't even know it. So if it's affecting you, your stress level, your heart, a ton of different things. Uh, that anxiety and stuff causes us to become isolated. Don't open that door. Uh, this is where it's real easy right here at this point when you open that door for the enemy to come in and start lying to you and 
and getting you more isolated. The next thing you know, you know, you haven't gone to church in two or three years. You're totally disconnected from the body of God, you know, where you can be effective. Now you're totally ineffective. Uh, Proverbs 18.1 in the Amplified says, He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. And like I said, don't be surprised if you're praying for God to, to change your circumstances and, uh, and your life starts changing, but it's not the way that you expected it to or not the way that you wanted it to. Uh, this is another, <laughs> another big one. A lot of times we're praying for somebody else to change. When God starts dealing with our heart, our emotions, and a lot of times for me, it's my attitude. You know, have you ever seen Joyce Meyer where she just stands up there and kind of you know, starts smiling? You know, I've got to make myself smile. Because you know, a lot of times you're just you're wanting to grumble and, and just walk through life like you're all mad and depressed. That's your choice. You know, you don't have to. You can walk around and smile all you want. It's not, you know, people might look at you funny because you're smiling at them, but there's nothing wrong with that. I guess, you know, people looking at me all the time like, hey, there's that bald dude with big ears again, you know. It's like I'm used to it, you know. It doesn't bother me. Especially running, you know, managed a lot of businesses and stuff. And, you know, and I've learned not to take it personal. People will say stuff like, uh, one time I let a guy go because he took off a week without, you know, saying anything. Just And then come back and expected to have a job. And so he... Uh, he was walking out the door, and, and he said, so this is what kind of God you've got, and spit inside the deal and slammed the door. You know, is this what God would do is fire me? <laughs> so, well, he probably would have never hired you because he would have saw this coming, but, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say that. I was just like, okay. <laughs> but it, embrace change. Don't be scared of it. If you stay the same, you know, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I know we've heard it a thousand times, but it's true. Like I said, you're you're praying for, you know, essentially, you're praying for God to move in your life. Well, you know, if you're, something's going to have to change. You've got to keep your eyes focused on the big picture, which is God. He knows what's best for us. He knows the best timing for us. He knows the best season for us, when things start, when they finish. Not Not us. We can't see anything he can see. And also is don't don't let fear come in and make your problems big and your God small. You know, there was a, a deal I seen some guys do when he was preaching one time. He had two people over here holding up big signs that said problems, and the other one said God. Well, he started confessing all his problems and talking about his problems. Well, God, the sign with God started backing up, and the problems got really big. You know, and I like to think about that in my mind. And then he started claiming scripture and talking about scripture. Well, the problems went back and God started moving up. And that's really the way it is in our mind. I mean, it's, it's a total mental game, you know, what, the way we look at God and everything. Uh, <clears throat> focus on God and your problems will lose the power they have over your life. Turn them over to God. Let him have them. And change is to give a different position, course, or direction to Transformation is an act, process, or instance of transforming the operation of changing. In 2 Timothy 2.15 in the Amplified, 
It says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial. It doesn't say, you know, sit at home and win a million bucks. It says tested by trial. So you know, first, accepting God is not going to be all cakes and pies. You're going to have to go through several things. And like I said, going through, that, that's, you know, that's our story. That's our testimony when we go through things. That's, it says a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. It is a process, and the process is a natural phenomenon marked by gradual changes that lead toward a particular result, the process of growth. And it's like Shelley was preaching on Sunday. This it was kind of funny. The Lord was, when you were up there preaching, was like giving me, I was like making like three pages of notes what the Lord was giving me when you were preaching. But I was listening too, so. <laughs> he said gradual change is not, not jumping, uh, not jumping straight to the end. It's like she was saying, going from a one to a two, not, you know, from a one to a nine. It's it's a gradual process. And the thing, too, is it's kind of like with our wives, you know. We've been married for 13 and a half years, and uh, the, the one thing I've learned is that I never quit learning about her. I don't think we could ever know the whole, everything there is to know about women. Thank God. But, but you should never quit learning. I mean, if you don't... And it was funny. We were, we were counseling a couple one time in our uh, our Sunday morning class we were teaching in Elk City. And I guess there was five couples there. So I had them turn away from their wives. And, and I said, what color are your wife's eyes? It was like two out of five guys got that right. And I think they were guessing. <laughs> you know, blue, no green. Uh, you know, you, know, you should... You should study each other. Never never quit learning the Word of God. If you think that you've got it all figured out, you know, there's guys that have spent 67 their whole whole life studying the Word of God and feel like they don't even know half of the knowledge of God. You know, we should, we should be a continual, a continual learning. And uh, <clears throat> while I was talking about change, what I was saying about small steps, when we were uh, at First Assembly, there's a guy that, that teaches there. His name's Rick Allen. He's from Arkansas. And uh, this guy is, a, is an amazing is an amazing motivational teacher and speaker. And uh, I was going to give you a story how he was talking about changing. He was going to do start doing one random act of kindness a day. Really small things. And uh, so he was eating at a steakhouse one day and the waitress was really rude, really hateful, really short. She was slamming stuff down. He could tell she was totally preoccupied. Didn't want to be there. And so, <clears throat> when he finished his meal, he just left a $20 tip on the table. So he's about to the door, and she comes running over to him. Hey, you, you left this on the table. He said, no, nah, that, that, that's for you. I wanted to leave that for you. She's like, why would you do that? I was rude to you. You know, the service was horrible. And he said, you know, it, it seemed to me that, that something's going on that in the background. I don't know, you know, what your circumstances are, but it just seemed like you could use it, you know. And she broke down and started crying and said, you know, I've got a, a baby. I'm not married. We're not even together. And I couldn't find a babysitter. And I've got to have this job for the tips so I can buy formula, you know, and housing and all these different things. And uh, <clears throat> she said, 
she uh, I was telling her she had a rough day and he wanted to bless her. Anyway, she asked him to pray for her. And she said, I want a man that has the kind of integrity that you have. Would you pray for me? And so he prayed for her and she, uh, you know, she finished crying. And <laughs> he went back home or whatever. Well, you know, he forgot about it. This was, there are several other stories that I could give that he was talking about, you know, the small act of kindness. But anyway, a, uh, a couple of years went by. iPad's acting funny. But anyway, he about five years went by, and his son was going to get married. And so he gets to the service or whatever, and they said, the bride wants to see you. You need to go in right now. So he goes in there, and she uh, she's sitting there crying. And so he instantly gets mad. He's like, what did he do? You know, talking about his son, you know, because he was going to, he's like, I'm going to kill him. What did he do? Just tell me. And she said, no, it's not. It was not your son. It's you. And he's like, huh? What did I do? And, uh. She said, you know, it was about five years ago you prayed for me. I was a waitress. I was a waitress in a place, and I didn't have money for my my daughter. I couldn't afford anything. And you prayed for me that I would find a man that was like you with the integrity. And she said, I didn't realize it till, (laughs) till several months after we were dating that it was you. But I just wanted you to know that it was you, and I wanted to say thank you. So I was... It was, a, it was a pretty amazing story. Like I said, he's got several stories like that. But uh, but just a small act, something small, maybe opening a door for somebody. And I try to do that a lot. I'll slap Shauna's hand if she goes to open the door. She don't grab the door anymore. Yeah, I mean, you, it's funny. You know, it's just something that I've kind of grown up with that I used to do for a mother, go fill gas up for that. You know, I, that's that's something you don't see a lot of the young young people, especially young men, doing. You know, they don't they don't know respect, uh, and it mainly comes from broken homes. It's a lot of it's not their fault, but at some point they've got to you know take responsibility for it. But you know, I think if we could change the thread of the family, the family is the thread of America. Is the way I see it. You know, and Satan comes in and can cause all divorce and and, and all the, the havoc and reek that that causes. Uh, you know, I hate divorce. That's why I call Shauna my wife for life. You know, there's there's, <laughs> there's no no other options. You know, it's divorce isn't an option. We've never brought it up. One thing we do is we don't <clears throat> we don't fight. You know, in front of our kids. I mean, I'm, sometimes we have little arguments, which I think is good for them to see the disagreement, so they can see the resolution. You know, when I was little. Uh, my discipline was, you know, my dad would pull up in the drive and I'd hear his car shut off. I'd be in bed fake sleeping, you know. <laughs> He'd be walking down, yeah, I'd start fake snoring because, you know, usually when I was little, I was pretty mean. I didn't realize it till we were watching some family videos and I was like, who is that kid? I seriously, I had to apologize to the whole family. I was like, I don't remember doing any of that, you know, so if you don't like me, I understand why now. <laughs> but... But, I mean, I would be black and blue from my knees all the way up my butt, which I deserved it. A lot of stuff I did, you know, I deserved it. I think some kids these days need that, but that's beside the point. <clears throat> but but that's, that's just kind of the way I was raised. Uh, 
And the other thing, that was kind of getting sidetracked there, <laughs> is, is knowledge. When God gives us knowledge, it not only changes our lives, but it changes our hearts. There's, it's, you know, you, you can't get knowledge from God and not be changed by it. You know, His Word's alive, it's living. You know, it's, it's, it's like it says, you know, rivers of living water flow out of you. You can't help when God fills you up. You want to give into other people. You want to bless other people <clears throat> so that it's not, you know, you're not isolated and you're not alone. It's, you can't help but overflow. And again, you know, the only thing that hasn't and won't change is God. He's always our constant. I mean, as much as I love my wife and, you know, she's like my rock. She keeps me grounded and level. Uh, you know, I love God more. I think you've got to. And she loves God more than she loves me. But I think that's the way that it needs to be. <clears throat> and I think some of us have let the enemy lead us to believe that we can't change and that our lives can't impact others. And I think some of us have believed it. You know, when me and Shauna were uh, living in Elk City, you know, we'd never, we'd, we've dealt with marriage. And I mean, we've been married not as long as some people but seems like a long time <laughs> in a good way <laughs> but <laughs> yeah is that God brought several people that were hooked on you know I hate drugs I hate meth I've never done drugs because I think I'm goofy enough that if I did them you know who knows what would happen but I've I never really had the desire I've seen you know, the, the devastation from when I was in high school, the, what it did to some of my friends who were bright and smart, you know, and they get hooked on that stuff. And then they say, you know, but, we, you know, we'd never really been around drugs and stuff. <clears throat> and God started bringing several people across our path to minister to. And uh, one, we just got out of, uh, just got out of our, our couples group. And we went home, and the OU football game was on, you know, and I sit down. I'm like, fine, I'm going to go watch some football. And Shauna's phone rings, and she's like, it's, you know, a girl from Oak City, she's wanting to kill herself. I said, well, if she was wanting to kill herself, she wouldn't have called you. <clears throat> I said, keep her on the phone. So I called around and got her uh, got her address and stuff. She lived about five miles out in the country in the middle of nowhere. And at the time, her husband was in prison. And the end story to that is God totally restored them, and, you know, they're doing awesome things now. But anyway, we drive over to her house, and Shauna still got her on the phone. And she, uh, so we go up to the door, and her son's sitting there. The door's open. So I walk in, and I, I said, well, go back there and minister to her. I'm going to sit with her son. So Shauna's walking to her, gets in front of her bathroom door, and she's like, I think somebody's in my house. Hold on. Well, she opens the door, and Shauna's standing there. She's like, how did you, I, mean, I live out in the country. How the heck did you find me? Shauna's like, that's not what's important. And so, you know, a situation that I thought I was going to be watching football, and God had other plans, which were way better. I, you know, I, I don't even watch football anymore hardly you know I'd, I would rather be I would rather way be doing that you know ministering to people helping people that are enslaved like that and don't even realize it <clears throat> but if you, you look at her arms and that's that's another thing that we never dealt with in the this younger generation is the cutting you know it, it's like the music you know they they would cut themselves and the blood is like a release for their emotions and their feelings and uh, this girl was marked I mean, I couldn't even believe her arms up and down her arms. And so Shauna talked to her for probably an hour and a half, and then they came into the kitchen, and the Lord was just laying all this stuff on my heart to minister to her. <clears throat> and so 
I don't know, we ministered for probably another 35, 40 minutes, and we're like, well, let us pray with you. We started praying for her, and I mean, the Holy Spirit came upon her, and she's like looking around, well, what is this? Uh, is, you know, is this normal? <laughs> we're like, it's the Holy Spirit, just, you know, receive it. And so we got done praying, and she's like, you know, that's better than any drug I've ever had. That's better than anything that that I the world could offer. She And I guarantee you she's tried every drug out there. And uh, it was just amazing to see, you know, God restore her. And then her husband got out of prison, and, you know, that was another six-month-long process of phone calls all night. But, you know, it's worth it. To look at them now and how he restored their marriage and brought them through through several things you know and we weren't fixing their problems for them we were you know it's nothing we've done we were just showing them who knows everything because we don't you know i don't know anything <clears throat> but my point is we all have value everybody here has value you know how much how you know it doesn't matter how much the enemies try to lie to you to tell you that you're worthless that you don't mean anything which it's funny, it goes right along with what Tatum was saying. But quit quit letting the enemy lie to you. When that comes in your mind, it's you have the power to kick that out of your mind. You, do, you don't have to listen to that. And if you're not walking the path that you want to be on, you're the only one that can make the change to exit that path. We can, you know, There's nobody here that can do that for you as much as some of us would like to. You know, the, it's it's got to be your mind and your will. It can't be ours. <clears throat> and the thing too is, there you know, there's every, there's tons of people here that love you and actually care about who you are. It's not just a handshake and a high and leave. It's people here love to get in depth with people. They just love people, and they can help you. And like I said, point you to the one who does have the answers. And I wanted to show another video. I don't know why, but. God just put it on my heart, so I'm going to follow him and let him do it. But it's, I think, confirmation from what Tatum was saying. So if you want to play that last one. I don't know if any of you all have seen the skit, guys. Pretty good. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, that we're... In essence, his masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't see a masterpiece, you know. I mean, maybe a, a Picasso, you know. But I want to be a masterpiece. I want to be everything that God has created me to be. And so I go to him in prayer and I say, God, do whatever it takes to, to get things out of my life that don't need to be there. Mold me into the image of your son so that I can be your masterpiece. Hi. Whoa. Who are you? I'm God. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you just said the person here I am. That's how it works. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if you're God, then make it snow in here. You know, if I made it snow in here, it'd get kind of yucky, and I really don't want to do that. See, you're not God. Why do you say that? God wouldn't say yucky. Yes, I do. It's a Greek word. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is a very short book. It only has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was tired of lamenting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you're God... Who's going to win the World Series this year? You know what? I'm not so much into playing games. Why are you so much into playing games? You are God. I gave it away. You answered my question with a question. I did? <laughs> yep, I do that. Don't I? I did it again. <laughs> Step right up. Here we go. Okay. okay. All right. Hey, yeah. um, what's this about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right? Hang on. Yeah. I thought you were a carpenter. 
That's my son. Here we go. Step okay. right up. Here we go. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. How do you know what to chisel and what to leave? I take out all the things in your life that are out of me, kind of like dead weight. Ooh, speaking of that, could you chisel right in here? I just can't get rid of it. I mean, the other went away, but this, I mean, I've tried exercising, I've watched what I ate, I even did Pilates for a while, that was awkward. But if you could chisel, right, I mean, right... Can I talk or can I chisel? Talk, chisel, talk, chisel, No, talk, no, no, chisel. no, chisel. All right, most of my children just like to talk. Not me. Bring on the chisel. Here we go. All right. You have a lot of anger. Ow. Some pride. Ow. Compare yourself to others instead of me. Ow. You're lazy. <clears throat> but you pretend like you're really, really busy. You have a problem with lust. Okay. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> I do not have a problem with lust. You don't have a problem with lust. No, I can do it anytime I want. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um... Maybe, maybe we can take a little time out. I mean, I think I'm doing pretty good. You are doing good, but when you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and others need to see my son. Here we go. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um, don't take this the wrong way. It's just that when I start looking more like your son, um, people get uncomfortable around me, you know? I mean, even my friends at church, they're all like, Oh, you're holier than thou. Why won't you do that? You know, I mean... So what you're doing right now is you rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. I did not say that. That's what you meant. Yes, it is. It's hard to talk to you. I mean, you know everything I'm thinking. I'm just saying, you've done good work. Maybe we take a little break, a little time out, and we'll come back to right. it. What you're doing right now is so common. What you're doing right now is called control. Do you want to control things in your life, or can I chisel? Control? Chisel? Control? No, no, control. chisel! Here we go. No, can, can we chisel where I want that? It's called control. Okay. You've been holding on to this for a long time. You ready for this? Yeah. It hurts. It hurts me more than it hurts you. Ow! I don't think you understand this pain. Don't talk to me about pain. I know all about pain. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but I also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And there are the things in your life, you even think back to high school, that you've been doing that do not work in your life, but you go to these empty wells whenever you're hurting, whenever you're angry, whenever you're lonely and tired, but they do not work. No, 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 okay, okay. Um, I'm thinking maybe Your we could... not my thoughts. Oh, okay, but if we went another way... Your we ways could... are not my ways. Okay, well, look, I can't be good. You can't be good. I've made you good. Be good. Uh, uh, what? Nothing. What is it? You wouldn't understand. I, God of all the universe, wouldn't understand something one of my children has to say. Try me. It's just... God, I've let you down so many times. No. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious, righteous right hand. And don't you forget that. In this relationship, I hold you up. Okay. Chisel away. All right. Just... Just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. God, I get up every morning and I look at him in the mirror. And it is this, this scared, 
little kid who gets up every day and tries to dress like an adult and act like an adult, but I can't. So just be prepared for what you're going to find. You have listened to so many voices for far too long that are not of me. You think you're junk, don't you? You really, really, really think you're junk. Listen to me. I don't make junk. What does that say about me? How can I show you that my love for you has no boundaries? I know. Reach in your back pocket. What? Reach in your back pocket. Why? Are you arguing with me? Reach in your back pocket. God. Yes? I was just saying, God, I'll do that right now. You were just saying my name in vain. You know what? It, it's, it's a name. It's a saying. It's, it's more it's... than a name. It's more than a saying. It's more than a bad habit. It's a name above all names. I want to teach you something about my name. Reach in your back pocket. You know what that is? This is a page from, from a journal I had when I was younger. How'd you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. I love Angie Holland. Other side. Sorry. I married her. I was there. Dear God, today I am turning everything over to you. I'm not going to hold on to anything anymore. Your word says that you will make me your masterpiece and use me to do great things. I don't see how it's possible, but I want that with all that I am. So please do whatever it takes to make me what you want. I love you, God. I love you too, Tommy. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. So this salvation that you hold, don't let it be some sentimental gush or some head knowledge. I want you to work it out in every detail of your life. And don't compare yourself to someone else because that is just trivial nonsense. You are my original masterpiece. You are one of my workmanship and you I find favor. This, don't look at this as a prison. But look at this as a, a father disciplines his child. A father disciplines the ones he loves. I know, but it's going to be tough. Yes, it'll be tough. But you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you said yes to me. It's not how it works. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy. No, 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 no. The way you see yourself or you yearn so much for others to see you the way I see you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. I love that because it's true. You know, every one of us needs to look at ourselves how God looks at us, not how we view ourselves or our downfalls and our, our faults. You know, there's, I hate it when people think that they're not worth anything, that, you know, people have lied to them so much. The enemy's lied to them so much. And it's, like you said, it's trivial nonsense comparing yourself to others. Because in the end, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what, is what God thinks of us.
and he loves each and every one of us. <clears throat> All right, everybody will bow their head. Close your eyes. Father, we come to you tonight, Lord. We just thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your love over each and every one here. Father, I, I speak a hedge of protection and your love over everyone here right now, Lord. <clears throat> and I pray, Father, that you would touch all the hearts that are here tonight, Lord, that, that feel like they are junk. Because it's a lie, Father. Each and every one of us are, are your masterpiece, Father, an original that you have made, <clears throat> handcrafted each and every one of us for a specific purpose and for a specific reason. So we just give you praise and honor and glory tonight, Father. And I ask that you would just touch everyone's heart here tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And if, if anybody wants prayer or anything, we'll, teams will be up here if you want prayed with. Amen. I just have something to say real fast. I, I, you guys know me and you all know my story and you guys know what I've done and been through and everything. But I, I let the devil in. I did. And this lady right here saved my life. Not to, just a couple of days ago. I mean, there was people that were in this church and I was mad. And I had the right to be mad. Righteous. Right. Yeah, and I had the right to be mad. I did. But when I left this church, knowing that all of you guys were had my back and always will, that made me feel better. That I don't have to that I don't have to go back to dope. And I did relapse. And I'm done. I got too many kids to to worry about. I got all you guys that I want to help out. And I'm tired of that lifestyle. I'm tired of it. And if I didn't have you that you just you just you blew me away. I mean, there's people in this church that just blow me away. What you said just now and that thing, that you guys blow me away. It's amazing to be in this. It's amazing. And we need to reach out. And we need to bring these people. We need to bring the youth in here. We need to bring the youth in here and let them watch these videos. And we need to let them know that drug addicts are, are it's just a disease. And we're just like every one of y'all. We're just like, you know, the ones that have cancer. We're just like the ones that have diabetes. It's a disease that we have to fight and we have to deal with every day. And it's not an easy, it's not an easy disease at all. And I'm telling you that right now. I've been, I was an addict for 15 years. I was raised by an addict. But, I mean, you had some powerful things to say. And you touched me in so many ways that I'm, I'm done. I'm starting, I'm starting over. And I did get baptized, and I relapsed that next day. I relapsed, and I relapsed for three and a half months. I about lost my children. And DHS walked up into my house yesterday saying that I was selling weed. And I took them into every room, and they saw that it was spotless and that my kids were fed. And why? is because you all gave me the strength to do it. You know, I might have a cocky little attitude sometimes, but I don't get through life without God. I don't. And I didn't get God, and I didn't know God until I met you guys. And I just want to say thank you very much. And I love every single one of you guys.